Welcome to Under the Blanket with your whole Baba here, love. And your whole life has been leading up to this moment. And you're in a McDonald's bathroom and you've been up 72 hours. But instead of getting sleep, here you are listening to this podcast. And we're under Mirage's blanket uh, in his heart, remembering it's all one. And today I have someone who's been on the show before, Aaron. And uh, uh, I say hello, Aaron. Hello. Hello. It's good to have you on the show again. Well, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, and we're going to talk about reincarnation. And I'll start us off. Um, So my view on reincarnation is it's a level of reality, just as real like the physical plane, which everybody says, that's reality. I mean, what you see, what you hear, uh, matter, scientists call it. Um, you know, you, you walk down the street and there's a building and there's the sunrise and all that kind of stuff. That's reality, right? That's what people say. But from my perspective, there's infinite realities. And one of those infinite realities is the what I like to call soul land or the reincarnation levels. And from my perspective, uh, we're all one but there's an individual essence of that one, like many, many trillions or billions or whatever, individual essences of that one that uh, go from form to form and uh, will go to uh, a human or a rock or a plant or another planet or a planet. And all, every form you conceive of, it could go into this soul and live out a form. It just has to be a form. It doesn't have to be a human being. And uh, my perspective is these reincarnations happen because of attachments, aversions, desires, this like stuff we have to work out uh, because we forgot the, the we forgot that we were the oneness. And then as we're going, we're going on this journey, uh, we get all this stuff to work out. And that's how I understand it. It's not as sophisticated as, say, the Tibetan Buddhists or whatever, but that's just my perspective. And a lot of people say, well, it's linear, right? You die, and then you're born, and then you die, and then you're born, and all that kind of stuff. But I look at it as, like, a, uh, it's all happening now. Like, it's all these layers, and it's not necessarily, like, linear, like, I died in 1800, now I have to be born in 1820. You can go back in time, anywhere, because it's all happening now. And it's hard for our human minds to even conceive how that could be possible. But basically, that's my perspective. And we keep reincarnating until we're worked out our stuff, and then we return to the oneness. And yet, and yet, Aaron, we were one the whole time, this whole journey. And I think this perspective is this reality is useful to help understand why things happen to us, why, say, one person starving and one person's doing well. And I think it explains that kind of stuff. So anyway, what about you, Aaron? What's your perspective on reincarnation? Very, very similar to yours. I um, have come to see the word past life as, or, you know, the words past life together as a misnomer because it does focus on that linear, linear, can't even think of the word um you know that what well, you that born and die born and die 
cycle that you were just talking about. That isn't how it works, or at least as far as I am understanding, there is no time. So this all happens outside of time. However, each physical life, as you said, what people call reality happens at different space-time locations, right? If you think about, you know, more of like a physics type of term. And, um, but that doesn't mean that the different bits of ourselves that are in these different space-time locations are not all active and living now. And and you you did hint on that. I mean, I know that I was um, a slave who escaped the South and moved into the North right about the time of the Revolutionary War. But she is alive now, just as I am alive now. And we can actually communicate. I mean, you can you can learn to communicate between the different iterations of yourself. Um, I think that's absolutely fascinating and really important to think of um, as just, you know, little fractures or, or bits of yourself as, as you move around the multiverse um, and have so many different perspectives that you can draw on if you are aware and you want to have that kind of um, connection to self. And, you know, at, as you move backwards from that into just the soul self, which is the whole self, which is not even separate from these little bits. You can see yeah, it all yeah. for what it is. Yeah. And then you move further back even still, and you can see that each one of these individual souls are all the same being as well. So um, it's it's kind of like a fractal. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me. And uh, it's interesting that you had, you know, communication with, like, uh, other forms that you have been on that individual journey, not you don't like that term past lives because of mm-hmm. how you explain it. And yeah, I, I, I use that term, but it doesn't really explain it. And it's kind of like you said, a misnomer. And I've had experiences with other lives. Maybe that's a better term, other lives. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, it, they're happening now. It's almost like that also there's different, like there's a person five minutes from now, there's a me five minutes from now, and five minutes ago, there's a me. And, you know, on, in this life, there's like infinite, there's all these different souls going through different, it's, uh, it's like, so I don't, I, I thought about that stuff and it just made me, my brain hurt. I think I was thinking about <laughs> it too much. But, <laughs> I think that, that you're right because that's you in a different space time location, right? Yeah, I, I figured you'd understand what I'm talking about. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm to the point right now where I think that, you know, the concept of soulmate or twin flames has to do with other iterations of herself that are, are currently in a physical body in this same space time. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I, mentioning you mentioned that because I've had a, I call it an astral storyline, my individual different forms. And I remember that I lived millions of lives on this what they call in India in yoga, the Deva plane and, uh, or the angel plane. Some people call it. And it's like these, uh, interdimensional light beings or, or, or as a way to describe it, I guess. Um, I remember having millions of lives on these other higher planes where it's light and love and it's all bliss and it's beautiful. Um, and you do change form. So it's, but it's not a death like we have on the physical plane, but it is a changing of form. So it's kind of a birth death situation. And I remember from those planes, we, uh, can look at the physical plane and that we were somehow, I was drawn with a group of other light beings to this earth planet. And there was like a kind of like connection there 
that I, I was looking at different areas of the timeline, different, there's like many parallel Earths going through different uh, histories, so on and so forth. I remember looking at all that and making a kind of choice. I don't know if it was a choice is the right word, but I, uh, uh, I ended up incarnating with a group, probably like a soul pod, I guess you could say, of <laughs> these devas uh, to Earth to live out karma on Earth. And I remember... Um, one particular of these devas is actually with me now, my girlfriend, my spiritual wife, Elise. And she's, uh, she, we had this experience where we went out of our bodies and we went to the deva plane while we just had an out-of-body experience. And it was so cool. And, uh, yeah, we, um, we, it was just hard to describe in human language that experience, but we remembered that. And then I remembered at one point, she was a tiger. Uh, her individual spark and my individual spark. I was like this young jungle sadhu in training. And I was really young and I wanted to prove to the guru I was ready. It was ego related. So I went out into the jungle to meditate, to show him I could do it. Totally arrogant ego. And then the, this tiger ate me that was the other light being. And so I have lots of memories like that. I guess you call them memories or just uh, connections, communications, mm-hmm. maybe is a better word. But uh, and then the, a lot of memories of a life in the '60s where I went to Woodstock, and you know, it, what what it, that's a good question. What do you experience when you communicate with, say, the slaves? Or uh, or was it like a my experience? Was it like feels like a vivid memory? But your experience might be different, so. Well, if I if I am able to connect well with the the self that I'm trying to communicate with, or they're trying to communicate with me, because several of myself can do that as well. Um, you know, it it does feel like living memories or or just experiencing their life. But there are times where I am taught things, I learn things, or I do, you know, go through healings with them. Um, you know, say one of us is struggling. Um, with something like even, you know, childbirth or something like that, um, the others can come and help, you know, give support and, and that, uh, that spiritual strength to keep going or even help them cross. If it's that moment that we're connecting with, it just depends. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. How, uh, you know, that's what comes up is like most people don't have these experiences. So it's, I feel it's a reason we're not usually supposed to. We're supposed to really get, well, at least on the earth, we're supposed to not remember these other incarnations. Uh, But some of us, we we do connect or communicate or remember, and uh, it's for a reason. Like you said, you were doing it for healing purposes. And for me, it was to help me let go of uh, certain issues, like in one it's kind of a tragic story, but it is important to tell. Is I have a very vivid uh, memory of being in an incarnation where it was that guy in the 60s, and he went to Woodstock and he Ashbury, and I, he, I was going through this life where he was doing all that, and he was having a great time with that counterculture and connecting with spirit and so awakening. But uh, in the course of the 70s, and he became involved in 
bad, the harder drugs, the really bad drugs, not the spiritual ethnogens or sacred substances, but that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And I remember having a child and being involved with this woman, and it was all falling apart, and she left, and the kids left. And I remember just being in this room where it's a broken window, and it's like just nothing in the room. I just have a desk and some paper on, on the desk, and I remember pulling out the drawer and there's like a gun and it's a revolver and I remember crying and I remember like at the end of my ropes and I just remember killing myself and I remember the pain of it uh, or not killing myself but killing my body and mm-hmm. uh, and then I remember leaving the body and going this light and then I remember being in an astral body floating above uh, my mother who was pregnant and you think well she's pregnant there's already a soul in that fetus but I communicated with that soul from the astral body, and we agreed to exchange karma. And people have talked about this phenomenon of a soul already in the fetus, but changing with a soul on the astral planes or something, or the other side, people call it. And, mm-hmm. like, uh, we agreed to exchange karma, and um, I used that. This incarnation I'm in now, the, my mother of this birth, um, to as a redemption for a lot of stuff that happened in that life. For example, I kind of live a hippie kind of life, but not in the way I did then. And I make sure to do meditation and get my life straight, things I didn't do in that life, as a kind of redemption for the failings of the counterculture and of that man who his what life went astray. Who, you know, so... Yeah. Uh, that's what I think is why we remember or connect with that stuff, right? To For a purpose. So maybe speak to that. Well, I have some specific questions about that particular life of yours because I um, remember about 20 years ago, I was receiving a lot of images of a man who was in a room by himself with a gun and a broken window um, and who killed himself. And I think that is really interesting. And I'm wondering if you remember his name. Do you know his I name? I don't remember his name, no. Okay. Because if it's Frank, then then I have seen you and known you. At that well, point you know, time. I think that is pretty cool, though, that you remembered the broken window in the room and the lung. I mean, that's probably him. He's probably, was it, it's probably yeah. Frank. Then, was, it, you know? was it dark in that room? Yeah. Was it storming outside? I don't remember the weather. Okay. But yeah, that's pretty close. So yeah, (laughs) I think that I'm resonating with it. That's the important. I think that's how we tell about these things. That feels right in my heart. Yeah, right. You're gonna have a, yeah, you're gonna have some sort of body truth. Like you either get goosebumps or you can feel the energy of the truth of it. Exactly. Um, When you mentioned that room, um, my intuition, I felt a kind of feeling like goosebumps. So I think mm -hmm. you might have tuned in the same life, and that's why we're talking now. Is that uh, really something like that? Maybe we knew each other in that life. Possibly, possibly. Yeah. I mean, you and I have talked about having some sort of connection somewhere. Um, I actually started to draw it out as a multi-canvas painting at one point in time, which never manifested into something that came about because it was so morbid. But um, I wonder if I still have the sketches. I'll have to look through them and find them. Um, yeah, I mean, I can I can see the details of the room very clearly, and it could have been that I was just there with you, in not incarnate. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, you could have been in the astral planes. I call it like you're floating around watching me. 
Mm-hmm. That makes more sense to me. I'm resonating with that, that you weren't, I didn't know you in physical form in that, but you might have been, because we're talking, uh, doing this podcast now, and we've been talking, that somehow you you were looking out for me in that, you were looking out for me in that uh, life, maybe. Yeah, very well could have been, because if you had, if, um, if this is you and you had died in the 70s and I was born in the 70s, it would make sense. But then again, there's your linear thing that doesn't. Yeah, uh, that's a linear thing. Cause I, I don't, I, yeah. It was in the 70s, but I don't know. I feel like it was late 70s. So maybe. Mm-hmm. But you, like you said, it's not linear. That's the thing. Like right. how, like people say, well, if I died at this time, how could I go back? Like you, I. That's how I understand. It. There was this great video on YouTube called The Egg, which is a whole different map of reincarnation where they say we all wanted. It's they do a kind of kind of linear uh, map of it. And this brings up an important issue, I think. The egg, where it talks about this one soul lives out every single form. And then it dies, and then it goes to see God, and talks, and says, you're not ready. Goes back, lives another life in the 1800s, then another life in the 1100s. And that brings up an interesting question. Is like, I feel like me and you, we're talking about the same level of re- reality, reincarnation. But like we understand there's infinite levels of reality so there's probably other levels or ways to look at reincarnation that are like that youtube video the egg which was an article by a science fiction writer maybe there is a level where we go through one individual life at a time every life that's ever been until we become one that would be like another layer so i don't know why that came up but maybe you could speak to that well, I think that would I think that would be very interesting, and ultimately, that would be truth. If you you know think of all of these different layers, we've got um, you know current physical incarnations, we've got higher level and different universes, and you know this multiverse of selves that are all existing at the same time. However, all of those selves are all us, and we are all one, and so it is a single soul. That's the level that uh, that person that wrote the article was going. And that brings up an interesting question that the Buddhists always debated. The uh, Theravadan Buddhists said, well, the most important thing is to escape the cycle of reincarnation as an individual, to go into nirvana. You as an individual uh, escape the cycle and you go into the nothingness of love and bliss, the ocean, forever. And that's mm-hmm. the most important thing. But the Bodhisattvas, I mean, the, the Mahayanas came along and they said, look, that doesn't make sense. Look, because if you escape the wheel, all these other beings that are on the wheel are you. They're all, it's all one being. So well, that would be a cop-out. So it's more important that we keep coming back as long as we need to, because no one is free. Ram Dass used to say, no one is free until we're all free. And even if there's a being out there that's totally free, and there is, that being is one with the being that is most totally lost. And it's all one, like you said. Yeah, it is all one. And one of the things that I have come to understand in my own personal journey is, um, like, I can I can remember my creation as separate from source. I can remember that moment of looking at back at source and saying, I am me and you are you, and feeling that love and that beauty, and yet knowing I was just a piece of source. You know, I'm just 
looking at myself, basically. And I think that that is everything that we are doing in all lives and all levels is reflecting back to source. This is what this level of reality is like. What do you think? You know, because because this is source's way of experiencing. Otherwise, he doesn't have a way. You know, I say well, he just give a question, yeah. right? Why wouldn't mm-hmm. we create all these levels of reality, all these universes, all these multiverse, whatever? Why would we do it when we're already God? We're already at peace. We're already the source. Why the Why would we ever do it? But you know, I've heard it explained in a, which I don't think explains the why, but I think it kind of points to it, is that we have to forget that divinity that we are and have all these journeys so we could come back and remember and that because you like it just it just makes sense to simple simplicity you need up to have a down you need left to have a right you need good to have bad you need to be one with everything and remember it to forget it to remember it and that just sort of it doesn't really explain it but it points to it what do you think about that i think that that it could be part of it for sure i think that there are so many different possible answers that we every single one of them is correct um you know just being able to experience yourself on another level and i think that each time there is i'm not going to say necessarily a fracture but when there is a split and a and a change you know from source down to multiple souls say um and then souls to the multiple creations that are here in the physical and the different times um you know and and as here now we tend to also create you know whether it's our own children if it's artificial intelligence in whatever way it is that we can experience ourselves outside of ourselves because we do have a hard time looking within and i think that the more that we do look within the more we realize we are one and we ascend back towards source does that make sense exactly that i feel that is uh to get on with this reincarnation and all these experiences, I feel it's important to go within to our being. And, you know, it, I think what helps a lot of people to do that is just let go of effort. This is a, a Taoist kind of way. You just sit there, you let go of effort, you just be. And as, as you start to get that sense of this being that's just being there in essence, that's just like calm and just watching it all and wise. Then you could start to go deeper and deeper into it, like you're kind of sinking into it, you know. And I think that's when you start to get on with all this stuff and, like you said, go back to source, you know. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to speak to something like this um, as far as, like, remembering past lives with others. Because I not only experienced with my uh, girlfriend, Elise, but also I've had experiences where I'm talking to someone and a, and a mem, uh, past life, not past life, but other life memory comes up where they're involved in it. And I've had experiences where the other person remembers it at the same time and we start describing different parts of it. I remember I was sitting in a dorm room in college and I was with some friends from my Dallas philosophy class and we were sitting there and we started having this past life memory or uh, other life memory where we remember being these warriors in Europe. And we started describing it at the same time. I would say, I was wearing this. He would say, he did this. We said, he said, and then at the same time, he said, and then you struck me with your sword there. And we both pointed to my left knee at the same time. And he hadn't had those experiences. He was really spooked out. And he started to get angry. 
because I was apparently the one that caused the fight or something, and it was an issue, and it did affect our friendship and all that kind of stuff, but we hadn't worked out that karma, I guess. So maybe you could speak about, like, say, karma and remembering a past life or other life with someone else, other existence. Right. Right. The, you know, I'm I'm not sure I understand karma necessarily since I have this more expanded view of what these different lives are um, as far as there's something that we, there's something wrong with us that we have to fix. However, I do think that, um, you know, in that particular instance that you're talking about, it seems to me that you had tapped into what was happening in those in that particular other life that you were both experiencing in that argument. And it was bleeding through into the moment. You yeah, know, and so you were connected exactly at the same time, and you were feeling what was happening to those people right then, and you know, to yourselves in that other place. And instead of, um, you know, because you didn't know what was happening, you weren't able to say, okay, they're they're really upset. Let's focus in and send like healing and calming energies to them so that they can de-escalate. You know that. It, it went the opposite way and, and the anger from then bled into the now and it caused issues in your relationship. Um, I've seen this um, another time where one of my best friends was um, she was very distraught. She was she was thinking there's something, you know, there's something going on. It's not really me, but it's me. And, you know, um, you know, she was telling me about these feelings that she was having of fear and having to run away. And at the same time, having these weird cramps in her stomach. And and I said, I, I realized this was another one of herself that was in a dire situation and then also going into labor and so we were able to sit together and work through her other self giving birth like in a cave while she was escaping something i don't remember all of the details but it was it was pretty phenomenal being able to have that level of yeah thank you for sharing that and you know you mentioned uh about karma and i think that's a uh, very misunderstood term like a lot of people they look at it in the religious sense, not the mystical East. But the East is not just mystical and yoga and like meditation. It's also a religion. And the religion uses the karma word, Buddhism and uh, Hinduism. And they say, well, you do something bad in this life. The next life, something bad happens to you. It's like a simplistic explanation. But as I learned from Ram Dass, karma is just the law of the universe. That everything's connected. So everything that you do and put out there like energy wise or an action or a thought anything connected with all your lives not just your future lives but your past life all of it is this big package of stuff to work out and that made more sense to me than your bad bad things happen to you i mean that doesn't make as much sense to me as what ram Dass said so you know yeah Right, right. You know what? I've got to cut this short. That's great. Eric, I didn't that's exactly know what time it was. Eric, okay. the end of the show. So I'm just going to close it out, okay? Okay, sounds good. Thank you All very right. much. This has been Under the Bucket mm-hmm. with your host, Baba Here, Love. Thank you, Aaron, for being here, and thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everyone.